God has given me a vision for us. I see each one walking a fiery pathway as faith is growing. I see Jesus in all his glory with his hands upon the back of a throne and it has your name on it. You're being called through the fire to overcome the world that you may sit in his throne and reign over the world with him. You are being called to display his glory. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. It says in Revelations 5.10, He has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So stop trusting in your hard times as a sign of defeat. Rather, trust in Jesus' success as a sign of your guaranteed victory. Learn about your future call to reign with Christ by overcoming your present-day opposition. He says in Revelation 3.21, To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. Now understand that to reign with Christ on the earth first requires that we have learned to allow him to reign in us as we overcome the world in our present day. Do you realize that every temptation that is overcome Every act of patience while under attack and every moment of love and faith in the fire of your pain, it'll deposit to your eternal heavenly account a reward and a place of authority in heaven. You are now building your future in glory by every weight of this world that is overcome by the power of God. You're storing up a treasury of honor and divine nobility by every Christ-like response to the darkness in your path. We have been given the highest honor under Christ, and because of Him, it is so. It is seen in this passage in chapter 5 that the prayers of the saints are present. Understand that it is our prayers that are mingled with the command to loose the seven seals in the book of Revelation and release the destiny of mankind on the earth. Prayer is revealed here as a great scepter of the kings who reign with Christ. It is one way in which we exert the authority to rule and to reign. Now realize also something that's vital. The call to be kings and priests to reign with God is first and foremost the call to be in His presence, to be near Him, and to behold His throne and His glory. The Bible says, Even him whom he has chosen will he cause to come near to him. That's in Numbers 16.5. And it's been my great privilege these last few years to experience this like never before. Also know this from the account of Balaam and Israel. You have within you the shout of a king. 
You know what? We need to find that shout again. Jeremiah 30.21 says, Who is this that engaged his heart to approach near unto me, saith the Lord? You see, this calling to reign with him and near him is dear to God's heart for us. This morning as I went to Menards, I was led to just pray in the Spirit, both as I came and went home. I was to find out that it was the Holy Spirit's invitation to draw near to the presence of God. I had been a bit crabby, impatient, and self-centered, but God's power just broke through. He took the initiative. He doesn't take his cue from our flesh, but from the grace of Jesus' blood and his love. He gave me the power to overcome. We don't do it on our own steam at all. After the captivity in Babylon, Israel was restored. Here, I see the daunting journey to dare to actually approach near to God. God asks Israel, Who is this that has engaged his heart? In other words, made a pledge of his very life to make it his goal to come near and approach me. God is so awesome, merciful, holy, unchanging in the truth of all that he has ever said, and worthy and able to judge and destroy both body and soul in hell. The sight of him is so incredible that John would fall down upon seeing him in the book of Revelation. I've been seeking him because I discovered something. I have been anointed to seek him. It's his choice first, not mine. This was the work of God, far above what I could do, or above what I should expect anyone else to do. Like the Levites, the priesthood of ancient Israel, I too have been chosen by God to be separated unto Him, and to seek Him, and to be near to Him. And listen, so have you. Therefore, you need to know this. Any who are truly near to the Lord have been through the fire of being set apart, tested, and proven that they might know His glory. They know much about how to bow low and easily recognize their own arrogance when it arises. You see, getting close to God is a blessing, but it's not safe to the carnal man. How often I have lamented, that I no longer have a congregation to stand before because of disability. Yet I have been given an audience with the King of Glory. Is that not enough? Have I become like Korah in some sense who rebelled against Moses in the wilderness? Am I seeking for the glory of sharing what God has given me instead of seeking to live only before Him? I ask myself these questions, and in all fairness to potential self-condemnation, I have often told the Lord that if His glory coming to me is only for me, it's more than enough. His glory is giving me the power to overcome. And this, too, is for you. This is how powerful sin and Satan are in the world, you see. It takes the glory of God to overcome. Yet, as Jeremiah shows, it takes great heart to come near to the Ancient of Days, the majestic monarch of the universe. We're not coming near to a mere concept, an idea about God. We're approaching the Almighty who spans the expanse of the universe and holds time itself within Himself. 
every pain, trial, and test is heaven's call to come near. As he says in Revelation, come up here. It was said to John on a prison island of exile, and God's glory turned it into revelation. So Jesus says to the lukewarm Christian, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. All the sermons in the world, all the music, and all the self-effort cannot do what God did for me just this morning. This is the glorious faith of words that work. I'm learning more and more to listen for the gentle signs and sounds of the call of God to come away with Him. He truly is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him in faith. Reigning with God requires having gone through the refiner's fire and having learned that we must first reign over the power of this world that is at work to destroy us. Trials, suffering, and living near the cross in a way that trades our life for Jesus' work to define the pathway to divine dignity, honor, and power over all that is evil. That's, that's what we're called to. We must learn it within before we can release it to the world as we reign with Him. This means learning to come near Him in a royal esteem, a holy esteem. This amazing place before the throne that establishes who we are in our redeemed state is also the power that enables us to love, to love even our enemies. I'm determining that all the trials I face are just part of the journey mapped out for me to enter into our divinely ordained eternal nobility. Paul would say, I am marching toward the goal for which I have been apprehended by Christ, that I may stand with him and magnify the honor that is due his name. Remember, it was holiness that gave Israel power to reign over their enemies. Today, this holiness is far from what we do and don't do. It's far more than a mere religious code of conduct could ever be. It's beyond what we could ever hope to attain by our best efforts. Only He can make us holy. Holiness is the impartation of the life and fullness of the Holy Spirit who is God with us. As we seek God's presence, we find our holy identity. Holiness includes a divine esteem, you see, that, it, that makes us satisfied with who we are in Christ. All our thirst for acceptance and acclaim and honor and respect and freedom from inner pain is satisfied when God's holiness has clothed us with the anointing of His presence. Therefore, we ought to grow to realize that seeking God's presence and holiness is far more than reaching for something that is contrary, foreign, and distasteful to us. It's that which establishes us in an esteem and unfathomable joy as we reach up for our completed life. Our problem is that we way too often trust in our trials. We believe they are signs of our losing the battle. Stop trusting in your hard times as a sign of defeat. Rather, trust in Jesus' success as a sign of your guaranteed victory. Learn about your future call to reign with Christ by overcoming your present-day opposition. 
You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardika as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. Every pain, trial, and test is heaven's call to come near. As he says in Revelation, come up here. It was said to John on a prison island of exile, and God's glory turned it into Revelation. Revelation.